You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to New York. This is, is the Devil's Devil State, State of Mind podcast, podcast, brought to you brought by to you the Hockey, Hockey Podcast, podcast Network. Network. Now here's now your here's host, host, Neil Villapiano! Hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pre-game money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, the New Jersey Devils, how many goals will be scored, more than five, and more for your shot and an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use our promo code THPN to bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Merry Christmas, Devils fans, and what is going on? It is, as always... Your host, your best friend, your confidant, Neil Villapiano. And welcome to a very festive edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network as well as Sportswire Radio. The best place to get everything you need to know about your new Jersey Devils. Especially today, guys. I hope you guys are having a fantastic day. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Obviously, this is coming out the day after Christmas, but uh, I'm actually recording this episode on Christmas Day, so I hope you guys are having a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and thank you so much for taking time out of your day to check this this episode out, as well as all the episodes. I greatly appreciate all of you guys, and as always, this podcast episode and everything we do here at the Hockey Podcast Network are sponsored, as always, by our wonderful friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you want to get in on all the awesome, huge cash prizes that DraftKings has to offer, make sure you sign up for DraftKings right now. You use our promo code THPN, 
and you tell them that your boy, Neil Villapiano, sent you. Once again, a big thank you and shout out to our sponsors at DraftKings Sportsbook for sponsoring the Hockey Podcast Network as well as the Devil's State of Mind podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I have two very special guests joining me today on this edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast. You guys know that, as I always say, this podcast is for the fans by a fan. And I always love having fans come on the podcast as well because I love to give people the platform to speak their mind, um, not just with social media, because social media can only get you so far. And I've had the chance to interact with a lot of great people, and these two people are no exception. It is with great pleasure that we welcome on the brother tandem of David and Danny Decker. Gentlemen, welcome to the Devil State of Mind podcast. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. How are you guys doing today? I'm fantastic, man. How are you, Neil? I'm doing tremendous, man. I'm I'm excited to do this episode. Uh, it's the first time ever that I've actually recorded an episode on Christmas uh, Day. It kind of worked out that way with the scheduling and everything with episodes coming out every Monday and Thursday, but I'm doing well. Uh, and like I said, just excited for this episode. Not terribly excited about the results of Friday's game against Boston, but we'll get into that in just a minute. Uh, Danny, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm uh, doing pretty good. Merry Christmas to all of the Devils hockey fan base. And uh, let's get rolling here. Hopefully we get some uh, better results than the Boston game. But uh, yeah, overall, so a good holiday so far. That's what I like to hear. So as Danny just said, let's get this baby rolling with... Basically, we're going to talk our first topic of the day. We got three for you in this episode. We will start with recapping the doubles four to three, almost come from behind, but did lose four to three to the Boston Bruins at home after being down four to one going into the third period. And uh, let me just say this really quickly that um, I made a post yesterday um, on Instagram, or if you guys are listening to this on Monday, I posted it on Saturday, Christmas Eve. I made a post about Mackenzie Blackwood and I said that after Friday's performance, I was pretty much in the um, standpoint of I just wanted Blackwood gone. I don't think that he is going to get any better than where he's at. He is very much inconsistent and um, you could tell the Devils changed right away their whole play. The minute that Vanacek came in and somebody I spoke to said to me, Mackenzie Blackwood in some ways is the Zach Wilson of the Devils because you could clearly tell that when the team has anybody else in net, especially this year, uh, the team just plays a lot better, plays with more confidence. And you saw it. The Devils were down 4-1 to going into the third period. Vanacek comes in. Devils score two goals, put a lot of good pressure, and ultimately dominated that third period, but the comeback fell just short. And when you look at the, the body of work that Blackwood put in through two periods, first period he was great. You know, made every single save. Devils were up one nothing, and then everything just fell apart in the second period. He gave up, um, I would say, at least two goals that he should have definitely gotten back. The second Pasternak goal and the Bergeron goal were just really good individual plays. Nothing you could do about it. But the goal that DeBrus scored and the first goal that Pasternak scored, um, you know, Blackwood really should have had that, and that was one of those kind of inexcusable uh, goals. So at the end of the day. I've kind of moved on from Mackenzie Blackwood. Apparently, there was a full-out war on my Instagram page with Devils fans back and forth 
um, people defending Blackwood, people not defending Blackwood. It was interesting to watch from afar. Um, I just was very curious to see how people felt. And a lot of people definitely expressed their opinions. So I'm going to start, guys, with first question straight up. Overall, how are your feelings about the Devils after that game against the best team in the NHL in the Bruins? So I'll start with Danny on this one. Okay, so to be completely honest, I thought the effort was there. I thought overall, I mean, the second period obviously was less than to be desired, uh, to say the least. I mean, uh, the like you said, I just felt Blackwood was very shaky, and the team kind of was a little apprehensive with the way they would play because of it. They were flat-footed. It was like a tale of three games almost because the first I thought the first period you know despite the the shot clock and everything it was a very evenly matched first period second period I still I thought we had the better of the play but obviously the score didn't really tell the whole story and like you said when Vitek stepped in he made the saves he had to and the team got a big confidence boost and they came back and Honestly, for a little while, I thought they were going to pull it off. I thought we were going to head into overtime there. But, you know, it wasn't meant to be. We have another chance to play them this week. I uh, am pretty confident in that game. I think they'll play well. And, um, you know, I thought we had some good efforts from players I wasn't really expecting to have, you know, the efforts there. Um, I thought the guys that stepped in the lineup, you know, last minute, they both played very well. Ball had a decent game, even though he got benched, in my opinion. I thought he was okay. I mean, he had that one giveaway, which is the reason he got benched, but he was okay. Uh, Oktoyuk, is that how you pronounce his name? Um, <laughs> I think a lot of us have, have screwed up his name one way or the other. I've, I've heard mostly a hook took or a hoit took. I'm not entirely sure, but... I've heard a Kotchuk as well. I've heard that as well. So I... I'm going to do my due diligence to try to get the correct pronunciation of his name. Just like I just realized that it's now, it's Akira Schmid, not Schmid. This is as far as I was able to find out. Um, So yeah, I mean, but Nikita definitely, that was his first game after being called up um, due to the injuries that uh, Ryan Graves and John Marino uh, have sustained. So, yeah, I mean, Danny, did you have anything else you wanted to say? Um, yeah, I thought he did a good job for his uh, first game in the lineup. I thought Sharon Govich had a good game. And uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. There's uh, not a whole lot I can really go into detail, I think, about the, the game. It was just uh, a disappointing result due to disappointing goaltending through a period. Because I thought Blackwood was fine in the first period, to be honest. He didn't look shaky. Yeah. He looked confident. And then the second period, it was like we saw a different goalie. I mean, mm-hmm. again, I think in that game, you could definitely say it was a tale of two periods because it went from being, you know, the Devils score on the power play, Jack Hughes scores one nothing, we're rocking and rolling, the place is rocking, we have all the momentum and we're up one nothing after 20 minutes. And I'm like, look, now we go to the second period, a period this year that we have had a ton of success in. And that second period on Friday looked like the second periods we had seen all of last year, where we would just completely collapse mm-hmm. in the second period. And then once again, trying to make this miraculous comeback and the devils nearly came back from down three. And 
And I, I don't know if a lot of people would agree with me, but I felt that if the Devils had forced overtime, they probably would have found a way to win the game because at that point, the Devils literally have all the momentum. They're at home. They just came back from down three, and it's only a matter of time. And you got to give credit where credit is due to Linus Allmark. Uh, he made some really tremendous saves. There was also some bad puck luck. Devils hit the post, I think, two or three times right in front. I mean, Brad hit one where he was wide open, and he just hit the top post. And that's and- going to and then you had that one chance where me, me and you both saw it where it trickled through Omar's glove and Jack didn't see it. Right. It was, it was, um, I it think. It was Brat that shot it. And yeah, Brat it... shot it. Omar thought he had it. It squeaked under him and it was slowly rolling. I don't think, if he had just left it alone, I don't think it rolls into the net because it didn't look like it was going with much speed. And Jack Hughes was kind of streaking. Um, on the he didn't see it right away. Walmart's right side. He obviously, and I'm not blaming him for not seeing it right away. He was kind of in a really tough position, but if he had seen it, obviously a second earlier, I think he would have been able to get into the crease and probably tap that in. But again, it, it just you know the offense was there. I think the defense at times wasn't that great, um, but there were less odd man rushes in this game, which I thought mm-hmm. was important because the Devils have given up an absurd amount of odd man rushes the last handful of games. And I thought they did a better job in this one. I think, I think structure-wise, the it was there. I think, unfortunately, this was one of those games that we ultimately feared that goaltending was going to be the difference, and it was. Um, David, what overall your thoughts of a uh, Friday night's game? All right. So I thought, I mean, personally, yeah, we did play really good in the first period. Like I said, and everything was going perfectly. I thought I was feeling really confident about that. The, like the result of the game when after the first period. But the second period, personally, I think Blackwood should have been pulled after the third goal. I don't think they should have left him in after then because his he was clearly shaken up after the third goal. I I feel like if they pulled him after the third goal and didn't wait, we I think we definitely would have won, personally, because that just – and then the fourth goal just put us out of it because I'm – as much as – and personally, to me, I believe that we started the third period, period a little flat and that we really didn't get going until after that first period. It was just like back and forth hockey. We couldn't really sustain any type of pressure in their zone until that first goal. Right. That's my takeaway from it. Yeah, I mean, I, that was a good point, David, that you brought up. That, like, the reaction and, like, the confidence that the team had with Vanacek and Net didn't necessarily – immediately happened it took about 10 or 11 minutes for it to actually happen he made that one good save that's why right he made that really good save and i think right after that the devil scored so it was kind of like one of those things where it just trickled down to the rest of the team and um it was one of those things where uh they needed it they needed a they needed a save and he got it and then the devils responded with two goals in the matter of a couple of minutes of each other and you think about it again there was four Four minutes, 45 seconds to go in the game, and they were down by one. So at that point, the game is basically on. Like, at that point, it's just like, it's that. I think what was also good is that the Bruins never really got a good shot at the empty net. The Devils did a really good job of not giving the Bruins much space. You could see that the Bruins kind of collapsed on Allmark and basically just tried to hold on to the lead as opposed to trying to be aggressive, trying to get an empty net goal and put the game away. Mm-hmm. Um so I think overall, guys, we can all agree that the Devils can take the positives of their reaction in the third period and, and the fact that they were able to get a couple of goals against one of the better goalies in the NHL and Linus Allmark. If not the um, best. Well, I'm not saying he is the best, but he certainly played 
what he he has been statistically speaking he one of the best he has not lost a regular season uh, a um he has not lost a game in regulation since i think november 5th so he has yeah, clearly been on his game so you know it's a matter of let's let's build from there but at the end of the day i think we also can all agree that i think blackwood's time is pretty much up that mm-hmm. at this point I don't see how they can move forward with him with how inconsistent he is because I've said I said it in the post. He's very Jekyll and Hyde. One minute he can have a game where he stops 36 of 38 shots against Florida and we win. And then the next night he gives up several soft goals and we ultimately lose the game. And it's very easy for us to put the blame on the goalie. And that was kind of my point to say to everybody because people were saying, Oh, well, we only scored one goal through two periods. And I said, well, that is true. When the Bruins scored four goals in the quickness that they did and Blackwood just giving it up goal after goal, how can a team respond to that like and just immediately turn it around? It doesn't, it just doesn't happen. When it comes like that in waves, it takes a long time for a team to basically bounce back from that. It took it, it took them the rest of the period and half of the third period to kind of reset and refocus get back to where they were playing even somewhat in the third period. But I think it's really good that the Devils have this break until Wednesday because it'll give them a lot of time to rest, think about how the season has gone so far, think about what they need to do to get better and what they ultimately need to do to get back to the level of play that they had back in November because this December has been absolutely brutal to the Devils who have won, I think, only three or four games this month. And the rest of the Metropolitan Division, quite frankly, a good majority of the rest of the league has caught up. And now we're in a position where everything is tight. We don't have a lot of wiggle room to anymore. But I think considering that we lost six in a row and we've lost eight of our last nine, I think, I think that's seven of our last eight or seven of our last eight. Thank you, David. Um, the fact that we're still fourth overall in its standings and still second place in the Metro, I think shows you that this team has clearly improved itself. But now we got to go. We're going into the new year, the new calendar year. We cannot allow this to get to March and we're out of a playoff spot. They have to get back to a level of play that they were at before. So we will see about that. So bottom line guys, you know, kind of wrapping up this first part is it was a frustrating loss, a loss that while you could see considering the devils were facing the best team in the league offensively and also defensively, the devils were right there with Boston. The -hmm. Bruins didn't do anything in my opinion that made them made me feel like, Oh yeah, we are so far behind them. Like, you know, overall, you know, playing wise, it's like, no, we, we, we went toe to toe with them. It's just, unfortunately the goaltending kind of, Gave up yeah, a lot agreed. in that one. So, and also, I'm gonna, I want to jump in and say this. I really liked Okotchuk last game. Personally, I would say he was our second or third best defenseman in that game. Once he finally started getting consistent ice time, because in the first 30 minutes of the game, he really wasn't getting that much ice time. But he played a lot in that third period, and he he got an assist, and he played pretty, he played very well. Yeah, no, he he definitely looked calm out there. He definitely didn't look like he was out of place. I was inter- I was surprised that he played as little as he did through the first two periods. I don't know what the reason behind that was. And then also I think Kevin Ball was benched in the third period. So that kind of surprised me. Because I was. didn't think Kevin Ball played a game played a bad game. 
I, he yeah, had I'm that one really that. cost. He made that costly mistake that led to the the fourth goal, and then he didn't see as a shift after that, which seems to me that Ruff does that a lot nowadays. They make one costly That's, mistake and then they get hey, benched. Uh, I'm gonna jump in on that real quick. So yeah, go ahead, I mean, me. you see that you see that a lot throughout the NHL. Uh, coaches need to send a message to the young guys for making a mistake. Hey, you make a mistake like this. You're going to sit because of it. it. It happens all over the league. I mean, we're seeing Tortorella in Philadelphia sitting Kevin Hayes after he scores a goal. It's like, I mean, I mean, obviously, Ruff is no Tortorella on the way he's he coaches. But, yeah, I mean, you got to send a message somewhere. And also on Blackwood, I have a feeling he's probably, this is just my opinion, I think he's probably gone this year. He's an, he's an RFA after this season. That's just my opinion. It's time to move on. Yeah. Do you do you guys think that when, when you say gone, Danny, I, I guess the question I have for you is this. Do they go the route of buying him out, which would be tough because they're pretty much right up against the salary cap, at least for now, um, which, which could cause issues? Although Blackwood's only making about $2.5 million this year. Um, or do you think the Devils really try to find a trade partner and go that route? I think we probably have to try to find a trade partner because, like you said, we're right up against the cap. We're going to have to re-sign Brat. We're going to have to, re- I mean, maybe re-sign Graves. We've got, um, I mean, I, I don't know what's going on with Severson. I would assume he's mm-hmm. probably going to be on the market as well, but we've got, possibly him that needs to be re-signed. We've got, you know, we've got a lot of free agents coming up here and uh, that's something that needs to be taken into account. And uh, I just, I think whatever we can do to free cap space to sign those core players, we're going to need to do. It's a very good point. I I would like to jump in and say something about Blackwood. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to say this. I don't see any justification by any means to keep him around at this point. Mm-hmm. He has proven to be extremely streaky in that, like some, like you said before, some moments he looks like a top three goalie in the NHL, top five goalie in the NHL, and then right. there's other moments he looks like he's not even an AH, AHL caliber goalie. He lets in really soft goals, and there's some goals that you just think, how did he let that in? Mm-hmm. And then there's other times it's like, wow, how did he make that save? Right. I was confident in him going into this game too because he's been very good against Boston. Yeah. But I just don't see the justification with how Schmidt played when he was up here, like the unreal saves that he made against Dallas and the Senators yep. that Blackwood would never make. Like yeah. those in overtime, let's say if Blackwood went in, I don't even think that game makes it to overtime in when we were playing Ottawa. I absolutely agree. And I think that at the end of the day to to kind of, you know, put the kibosh in this whole thing. Um, for the time being, it's just, you know, unfortunately, we're we're just fans and media people. There isn't a whole lot that we can really do at this moment to kind of change anything what's going on. And I think most likely you will see Vanacek in net for the game on Wednesday. Um, and we'll just see how the Devils respond. So, yeah, tough loss. And hopefully the Devils can uh, can bounce back from that and try to take, as I've said numerous times, Try to take the positives from the game, translate them to an overall good, solid 60 minutes of hockey going into the next one. So now let's shift to topic number two on the 
on the docket on this edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast. And that is simply, let us let us look at the Devils at this point in the season and kind of give our own thoughts, recapping how the season has gone. So at the time of this recording, and by the time you guys listen to this episode, um, the Devils are sitting at 22-10-2, good for 10 games over 500. They currently sit four points behind the first place uh, Carolina Hurricanes for first in the Metropolitan Division and only hold a three-point lead over the Pittsburgh Penguins for second place in the division. And the Devils are currently uh, tied with the Dallas Stars for the fifth most points overall in the NHL standings. They are the thir- they are tied with um, excuse me they are currently the fourth best team points wise overall in the um, the Eastern Conference. So overall, despite the fact that the Devils have been struggling of late and have gone through a very difficult period. Um, of, of the month of December, they are still very much in the thick of things. And I think if you had told me uh, at the beginning of the season that if that the Devils, if they were 22-10-2 and, and doing all this stuff, I would absolutely take it and I would say that's tremendous. Um, so overall for me, um, despite the frustrations with everything, I think it's been a really, really solid uh, season so far. But I want to see more. I want this team to be in the position that they're in now by the time we hit March and we get to the trade deadline. So overall, uh, I've been pleasantly surprised with the way the Devils have been so far this season. So I'll start with David on this one. What are your overall uh, feelings of the team at this point, looking back on how the team has played through 34 games? I am very surprised. Besides this rough stretch, this season has almost gone relatively perfect. Like, yeah, we've had one or two losses here and there, but we've managed to string together decent-sized winning streaks. But after one loss, like the 13-game winning streak, if you told me after opening night that we'd go on to win 13 games in a row, I'd look at you and be like, yeah, you need some help if you think that. Because after opening night, I was just thinking – Man, it's going to be another one of these seasons. I am just constantly tired of being just sad with this team and everything. I'm pretty sure, like, if I, you could ask most passionate Devils fans, they were all thinking the same thing after opening night. It's just going to be another one of these type of seasons. Because mm-hmm. the only thing, the big key to success for us, like what happened with us last season, is consistent goaltending. Because VTech is in a little bit of a slump right now on Blackwood it always seems like there's some type of issue going on with him, whether that be an injury or him just playing terrible. It seems like... So the real key for us is that our goaltending gets back to the way it was during that winning streak. And then... And we need Palat or Bastion to come back as soon as possible. I mean, ideally, you'd like to have them both back sooner rather than later. Um, Palat... According to Lindy Ruff, we'll be practicing with the team soon. So that pretty much means that he's towards the end of his period of being out and could get back in the lineup, hopefully in the next uh, maybe week or two, depending on how things go. As far as Bastion is concerned, we don't know. We don't he's, know. How, we have no clue. It's a, a, As I've heard from multiple people, it's looking like it's going to be like three, four months with Bastion because it was his sh- – I think he separated a tendon in his shoulder or something. Mm-hmm. Something It was like along the same lines of injury that happened with Jack. That would 
makes sense, you know, timeline wise and everything like that. So obviously uh, not ideal considering the physicality that uh, Bastion brings and everything like that. So again, hopefully that, you know, things can uh, prove there. And then obviously we have John Marino, who is listed now as week to week. So whatever happened against Carolina uh, was not good. I don't recall. I don't recall seeing anything. Um, in the game that brought that made me say, okay, he's, you know, he's clearly banged up. As far as Ryan Graves is concerned, I mean, it was clear as day he he hurt his knee. He might have shattered a kneecap for all I know. We really don't know what's going on with him. Um, but you know, it looks like we're going to be pretty banged up moving forward. Which you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens um, with that. Um, and, and hopefully things can, you know, the, the team can get healthier. And I think over the next couple of weeks, you'll see the guys get a little bit healthier. And I think that will go um, a long way. So, Danny, my question to you, my friend, is when you look at the Devils at this point in the season, 34 games in with a 22-10-2 record, what are your overall thoughts? I mean, what are your overall feelings of this team up until this point? Well, I mean, there's a lot of positives to look at, in my opinion. And uh, there are three major additions that contribute to that. You know, Marino, Vanacek, and then Brunette on the coaching staff. Those have been, in my opinion, the three biggest additions. And, I mean, goaltending, despite the struggles we've had lately, because let's be honest, Vanacek has not been in his best form this month either. Uh, Goaltending has been a complete 180 from last year. And I just remember saying if we could just get – league average goaltending this team is a playoff team and to this point we've gotten that and more for most of the season the power play i mean despite it not being as good as we would like it to be it is Mm -hmm. a billion times better than it was last year last year they could not enter the zone they couldn't break out on the power play they barely won the face off in the in the offensive zone on on the power play. And then on top of that, you know, Marino has contributed mostly to this, but defense has been way better. It's been way, way better. Now we just need to find a way, in my opinion, to get consistent scoring because I think that's the biggest issue. And this team has plenty of offense. We have the talent. We just need to find that consistency game in the game. That's really the biggest thing, in my opinion, that we need. I think all those points are are, are very good, and I think that they all kind of just nail it again. I mean, we're all kind of saying the same thing, that having consistent goaltending, having our core guys offensively start to really take that next step in their development, having our defense overall get better has all contributed to the success the team has had up until this point. And I look at this Devils team and – you do you can't help but worry about the stretch the Devils have been in and you're hoping that at some point in the very near future they get out of it. Now, we could say that they got out of it by beating Florida, but they ultimately lost the next game uh to Boston. But again, I think that the Devils when you look at their schedule, you look at the fact that we play Boston, Carolina, Pittsburgh, we play several really good teams moving forward. This is going to be a big push from this team if they want to get 
to where they want to go, and that is to get into the playoffs and take and finally get out of this rebuild and take the next step as an organization, they're going to have to find a way to win these games. And I said it on my last episode, and I've said it several times on social media. The Devils right now have to win game. If they're going to win games, they have to win them ugly. They'll, they'll, they have to slowly get back to where they were playing before. They can't just try to get it all back in one game, although ideally that would be great. They have to find a way to win a game or two ugly like they did against Florida. It wasn't a pretty game. It was a grinded out game, and they found a way to come back and win. So I think for the Devils, they have to do that. Um, and at the end of the day, look, it's going to be tough to stop Boston, but we could slow them down. And I think that if the Devils just take again – the positives from the game on Friday and shift them to a full 60 minutes of devil's hockey on Wednesday, they should be good. So now that, now that we've kind of recapped uh, the Devils' season so far, my next question kind of staying in the same segment is looking ahead. You know, again, we're not, we're still not even halfway through the season. If you could believe it with everything that has gone on at this point, we still haven't even played a, a half of a season yet. We've only played 34 games up until this point. Um, and my question to you both. So Danny, I'll start with you on this question, basically asking what are a couple of things in your opinion, you think the devils need to do to get back to the level of play that they had earlier this year and generate more success to try to obviously get this team to the next level and get into the playoffs. Um, I would say, Lately, I've noticed that the teams that they're playing are coming at the Devils a little bit more physical. And I think we need either, you know, we need, we need to be more physical, which is where Nikita coming back up, he, he helps with that. I mean, we all saw the highlight when he dropped the gloves and he one-punched the guy, which yep. was one awesome highlight. Um, I love it. And two, uh, I cannot overstate how much we need a net front presence like Palat or Bastion back in the lineup. We need to find that net front guy because it is one of the most important things to have on a team. It allows, uh, you know, chaos in front. We need to get eyes in the goalie and Palat and Bastion, they're both very good at it. I mean, the stats may not always be there for Bastion, but he's very important to the power play even. And, um, yeah, I think those are two big things that we need. I would say the physical presence needs to be there a little bit more than the net front because mm-hmm. teams are coming at us hard lately. And they've kind of – I think they saw the first stretch of the season and they noticed, hey, these guys aren't very physical. If we bring it to them, it might break them down. And they're right. It has broken us down a little bit. So I think if we can find that physical play and uh, – use it to our advantage, I think that'll be very good going forward. I think the physical play is like the, the number one thing uh, on my list, at least of just, we, I, you know, I've complained about this before. I'm very tired of seeing our guys get thrown around the ice so easily and <clears throat> excuse me, not really have any sort of strength to withstand these hits. I mean, we saw Jack Hughes get absolutely molly last year that ultimately got him hurt. Uh, when we played Seattle and that was not ideal. Um, and that's again, what we're talking about, about this team getting bigger. And, you know, obviously there's options, like you mentioned in the farm system. I mean, if we're still, you know, continuing to have success and we're, 
in the thick of things in the playoffs, I would really recommend we try to get a big body or two in a trade, which is fine because that won't necessarily have to cost us a huge amount to get, you know, a Pat Maroon type guy um, to just try to be more physical, to withstand and ultimately have people that are going to stand up for our main guys. Cause sometimes it looks like we're not even standing up for ourselves. And I think that that's what's really, um, what's really been an issue, not just this year, but in years, uh, in years past. So David, I will, uh, I will pass along uh, to you so you can answer this question as well. So the most important thing I think we need going forward is Bastion or Palat back right now. Cause we do need someone who's more physical. Cause that game against Florida at home, for example, the, Panthers just bullying Nico all night long, and no one was doing anything about it. I highly doubt Palat would let that happen. I think Palat would have stepped in and done something. And like I said, we just need to trade for someone who has more physicality and will be willing to stick up for their teammates, which no one on this team will do right now because they were just not doing anything about them pushing her on Nico. All night, and it was getting very frustrating to watch. And then also Marino coming back as soon as possible would be very much needed right now because he has been so vital to that blue line. And then the goaltending getting back to the way it was in October, November. All those points, again, very bad. I think I think collectively as a fan base, I feel like we all kind of agree with this. I know that people want to see the Devils go after a big time score. And I get it, you know, there's, and there's guys out there that could potentially be available. We've talked about Patrick Kane, Timo Meyer, guys like that, Brock Besser to an extent, just to name a few, but just based off of what Tom Fitzgerald has consistently said to the media, I don't personally see that he's going to do that because I think he believes in the guys that we have offensively that they're going to get out of this rut and they're going to get going again. But definitely adding more physical play, I think, would go a long way in helping this team overall. Because if they have guys that are willing to bang the body, willing to stand up and willing to get physical, that's going to take a lot of pressure off of the core guys that they can do a, a better. They know that they got that they got people who are going to back them up, you know, and allow them to just then go out and uh you know, put on the skills show that they do as much as possible. So I think all points you guys both brought up are very, very good. And we'll, we'll see how things change again. It's good that the Devils have, have these handful of days off to rest, you know, regroup. You know, I feel like with the way the Devils have played during the stretch, this was a much needed break for the team. And uh, like I said, again, hopefully they can, uh, you know, with starting on Wednesday, they can really kind of get back to uh, to a level of play that we've seen before. So, my last, uh, the last topic of this episode, and again, thank you all so much for listening into this one. We do appreciate it, as always, is it's obviously the holiday season. Again, we're recording this episode on Christmas Day. So I thought I'd drop a little bit of holiday uh, spirit into this episode and kind of wrap it up with this very fun question. And I'll start with David on this one. If there is one Christmas present you'd want to give the devils, what would it be and why? I'm talking. I'm going with a shoot first type of player because this power play has way too many pass first guys that are just thinking to pass it to someone. We need someone 
who can just crank a shot from the circle. Okay. And is there, are, are you looking more internally or externally for that? You think I'm looking like we need to look trade for someone essentially. Okay. So there we go. So Danny question to you as well. What, uh, what Christmas present are you giving the devils um, for this holiday season? Tom Wilson 2.0. <laughs> is there, is there anybody that kind of rings your bell or is it just kind of like you're telling the team to go find somebody? Just, yeah, find somebody with, whether it's within our own system or somewhere else. I think we need, I think that's what we need. I mean, it's working clearly. It worked in Washington. Clearly he's a great player. Mm-hmm. He stands up for his teammates and he can put up points and I don't see anything wrong with that. And, you know, I kind of look back, I mean, he wasn't here that long and his uh, career kind of ended in flames, but David Clarkson kind of had that element to yeah. him in my opinion. So if we could find like the second coming of that, that would be kind of cool. And you know, he would stand up for, for Jack and Nico because I'm with David that really drove me insane because I was in the building for that Florida game and he was getting abused all night. And mm. uh, that's where I'm standing on that. Tom Wilson 2.0. All right. So we'll, we'll see if the devils can certainly find that down the road. My, my present to the devils is simply this. It's, it's just one word. It's trust. Um, which I haven't really done a whole lot of um, over the last couple of years based off of the team. But I am, with the way the team is at this point in the season, with the fact that we're still in it and we're not thinking about, you know, who we're going to draft next offseason, at least, you know, not right now, I'm putting my trust in the organization that they are going to find a way to get out of this and start generating consistent success again. Um, because I think a lot of us, and I feel like I can speak for both Danny and David as well, is that this team has to find a way to make us believe again, that this team is different, that we are going to make the playoffs, that we are going to, we're going to, we're finally getting over the hump and finally living up to the expectations that we have all given them for the last two or three years about this team is on the rise. They got a great future. And I've always said, when is it going to be a great present? Well, right now we are going to hopefully and continue to try to believe that the present is going to be success and that we are finally going to get what we all want. And that is a devil's team back in the playoffs that legitimately it's not a fluke. It's not a one year thing. Like it was in 1718 that we actually are moving forward. So yeah, I'm giving the devils for Christmas. I'm in the holidays. I'm giving them trust that I trust them and I hope they don't break my trust because I will have a lot of choice words to say if in a couple months um, we are not getting ready uh, for the playoffs when April comes around. So we'll see. We will see what happens with that. But on that note, that is going to wrap it up for this edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast. Again, thank you all so much for taking time out of your day to check these episodes out. I really hope you had a Merry Christmas, a Happy Holidays, and uh, a little bit of a break, obviously, from the Devils. But we will be back very soon. The Devil's State of Mind podcast, even on holidays, 
is working to give you guys the best content out there. And a big thank you to my two guests here, David and Danny Decker. But before I let these two gentlemen go and we say goodbye one last time, I'm going to give both of them the the floor to uh, basically let people know where they can find them and anything that they got going on. So I'll start with uh, I'll start with Danny on this one. So the floor is yours, my friend. All right. So I'm on Instagram. It's uh, simple. It's ddecker9, and I do have Twitter, but to be honest, I don't use it that much. So <laughs> it's probably not that important anyway. Um, but yeah, ddecker9. That's where you can find me on the social media. Awesome, man. So, David, you got any? Uh, you got anything you want to tell the fans? Um, like I said, you can find me on Instagram, ddecker02, and give me a follow on TikTok as well. Dave, just look up my name, David Decker, and I'll be there. Awesome, man. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for being on this episode with me today. Really appreciate your guys' insight and your your feelings, and obviously your passion as well. It means a lot. And uh, as I always say, guys, this podcast is for the fans by a fan love having fans on so thank you guys again for coming on and we will definitely have you guys on in the near future but thank you so much and again happy holidays to you and your family happy holidays thank happy you holidays